0: Welcome to this week's edition of Fall Damage Central. I'm the Mighty Buildo, and as usual, I got my co-host with me, Old School Legend Gaming. What's up, Old School? Yo, yo, yo! So, today, we tasked ourselves with an almost impossible task. Um, Picking our ten favorite games of all time. I had... We we talked about this probably three days ago, four days ago. Um and since then I've probably switched up my list four or five times. And when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm probably gonna I'm like, man, I should have included this game. Or when you start rattling off some of your games, I'm gonna be I'm gonna think about it like, damn, I should have picked that one. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm pretty confident I uh with my list here. Um, how you feeling about it? You got your 10 ready to go?
1: Yeah, man, Uh, I had a hard time with this. This is, I think I'm on my 14th uh, (laughs) revision of this. But I, uh, so initially, I was trying to pick games that I had like nostalgia for, but I don't necessarily enjoy playing them. So I was like, well, that's dumb. I don't want to put that on my top 10 list. Yeah. Um, So pretty much my top 10 list are games that I had a really, really, really good time playing. These are also games that I frequently replay because I like them so much. Um, But again, like you said, this was very difficult to do. And I mean, I feel like I could do easily a top 500. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And even then it might not even be enough, but this was a very difficult task. But, you know, I think I think I got my list situated and probably tomorrow I'm going to think of like six other games I could have been put in place but rather than what i have here
0: yeah um with my 10 i kind of went with games i had most memories of i guess um games that i played the most of during certain points in my life like what mostly when i was a kid you're not going to see any switch games or ps5 games on here um i think this is my list of most nostalgic games that I have most fond memories of over the years. So uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, well, why don't you start off? Okay. Now this is my most controversial one. I think that I have on my list, but at number 10, I got coming in ESPN NFL football. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to put a simulation sports game on this list, but the more I thought about it, I, I love this game. And going back to what we talked about a few weeks ago with how Madden has the sole rights of the NFL. um, It's just a sad, sad state of affairs that the competition has died off with these simulation NFL football games. Um, I remember this came out in 2003, I think 2004. Um, I was just entering high school. The one thing I wanted to do with my life at the time, all I wanted to do was be a professional NFL football player. That's it. Um, So I got every football game at the time, the Maddens, the NFL game days, the uh, quarterback clubs, all the ESPN series. I think this was my favorite at the time. Um, They have some features in here that you just don't see nowadays with the Maddens because they get so lackadaisical or whatever the word is with their development. But like you could, uh, in superstar mode, you have your own house. They call it the crib. Um, and as you play through the story mode of your, um, superstar mode, essentially you unlock different decorations and music tracks and everything you could play in your crib. um, And there's also a very good, since it's an ESPN game, it was like the whole thing was ESPN presentation. So you had uh, Chris Berman at the pregame and postgame and halftime shows. Um, They would show highlights of your actual plays from the game you were playing um, and have all the ESPN overlays throughout um, the game too. So it was awesome to just sit back and spend a few hours playing this, and just kind of immerse yourself in it, and I don't know if it, I'm sure there's a ton of people like me out there, I made my own superstar, uh, my own uh, player, named them after myself, gave them, of course, all 99 rating everything, and just went crazy with it, Um, so this is probably the most nostalgic um, football game that I've ever played that really gives me a good feeling when I when I'm looking at the shelf looking for something to play and I come across this one gives me a nice warm fuzzy feeling inside
1: nice man I think that's a good choice my number 10 is Street Fighter 2 okay so for me with Street Fighter 2 the the first time I ever got I I ever laid eyes on this game Uh, I remember I was probably about eight seven eight years old and uh, we had gone to Walmart. And back then, Walmarts had arcades in them. So, like, right as soon as you walked in, in front of the store, like where they have the carts and stuff like that, I think a lot of them have like soda machines and like the, uh, what's the other uh, gimmick where you could rent the DVDs and stuff? Red Box. Red Box. Yep. So they used to have arcade games there. And um, I just remember me being, you know, a little kid. I walked in there one time and I saw these two people standing at the arcade playing it. And all I saw was this guy with like super long arms and super long legs. And I was just enamored. Um, So found out what the game was. Next time we went to Walmart, nobody was on the arcade machine. I got a quarter from my mom Went. I started playing it. And that's kind of when the the obsession with Street Fighter 2 kind of started for me. Um, Just played and played and played on the arcades every time I got a chance to. growing up we didn't have a lot of money so i had a nintendo well into the uh, super nintendo's life lifespan and the only reason i wanted a super nintendo was to to play street fighter 2. one of my friends had a super nintendo he had street fighter 2 on there i was constantly over there always playing street fighter 2. now as an adult i have several iterations of street fighter 2. i own the arcade one-up of street fighter That has like a street fighter 2 uh street fighter 2 championship championship edition and street fighter 2 turbo um i've got the championship edition on the genesis i've got the super nintendo version i've got um i got the collection on ps2 so um and then i i also own the uh the street fighter anniversary collection on the ps4 and on the nintendo switch so yeah, to, to, to say Street Fighter 2 is one of my favorite games is an understatement.
0: Wow, and that's just your number 10.
1: That's just my number 10.
0: Nice. Is that all you got for 10? you want me Yeah, to that, that, that's it for 10, man. Hit us okay. with number 9. So, number 9. This was kind of one I went back and forth on too a little bit. And um, I figured since I went back and forth on it so much, it couldn't be any higher than nine or ten so i put it at nine um it is the lion king on sega oh, genesis yes <laughs> so uh when i was a kid um there was a, this thing called blockbuster around right and uh my dad would take me there um i would when i was little little i wouldn't say every friday but pretty often we'd go uh maybe once or twice a month and uh, I had just seen the movie, The Lion King. I was super excited. Like, that was my favorite movie at the time. And then I were walking through Blockbuster, and I saw the the Lion King case for Sega Genesis sitting on the shelf. I was like, oh, I want that. But they didn't have it. They were sold out. No, they were all rented out. Um, so... Obviously, I was a little kid. I was upset and everything. We went back there the next week to see if they had it, and they still didn't have it. So my dad had to put us on the wait list um, for it. Um, and then the n- next week, I think, we got a call. Hey, we got one in. We ran up there. We got I brought it home, played the crap out of it. And then the next week, we went to bring it back. And I guess there's no nobody on the wait list anymore. So my dad rented it for me again. So it was like two straight weeks I played this game. Um, I can't remember how far I got in at the time, but I—I I don't think I ever actually beat this game. But um, I remember like the levels where you're jumping across the giraffe heads and everything, and swinging from vines, and um, eating all the bugs and everything, and the, how the colors popped on screen. I—I I felt like I was in the movie at the time, and for a five or six-year-old uh, little Bildo, it was the best. I was super stoked on this game.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's a good choice, man. I, I, I'm a big fan of that game, too. Nice. So, for me, my number nine, uh, I've talked about this previously on one of the other episodes of the podcast. Number nine for me is going to be Grand Theft Auto 3.
0: Woo-wee, okay. Um,
1: yeah, I, I had a hard time putting it so low because, like... I like it a lot, but I feel like my picks for one, two and three, I like a lot more. And even, even like, so pretty much my, my, my picks for one through seven. I, I like a lot more than I do grand theft auto three, but I do love me some grand theft auto three. Yeah. So originally this, this was on the PS two. Uh, this was the, uh, the first quote unquote, like next gen grand theft auto game. So it switched from the overhead view to third person. And, and, At the time it was just insane being able to to do all the things you can in that game um i I don't even know like where to start with how much (laughs) i love this game honestly um but i've i've beaten this game so many times and i never get tired of it um just super fun like i said at the time this was like next gen groundbreaking all kinds of stuff Um, oh yeah soundtrack on there uh in my opinion i think is the best one of the grand theft auto series um at least on, on like the, the playstation 2 slash xbox original xbox era Um, i mean tons of weapons just all kinds of crazy stuff i used to i used to smoke pot a lot man i used to smoke that dro and <laughs> one of my most favorite things to do was on a friday night i'd be in my room fire one up i'd get in a car in grand theft auto and go into first person mode, and kind of blast the tv like on the like like head radio or game radio um and just listen to that music and it it just it felt like i was in like i was actually in the car driving around and doing all this other stuff
0: driving under the influence
1: yep yep i mean (laughs) silly is all hell but i had a lot of fun doing that and uh, even to this day, man, I'm still a Grand Theft Auto 3 fan, and this is one game that I actually go back and play through pretty frequently.
0: Nice, that's a good, that's a good pick right there. Thanks. So, what are we, This is eight. This is my number eight. Number eight. Uh, another one. I it was a, easier to pick than Lion King, but it's still kind of like, ah, uh, do I put it on here? I don't know, but I have a lot of memories with this game Pokemon yellow for the game boy color. So, um, I remember getting Pokemon red and blue way back in the day. Um, and it was, those were cool. I played the crap out of those, but then yellow came out. Um, and it was shot ahead way far, uh, than red and blue in my mind. Um, just because the little Pikachu follows you around. And like many kids, probably Pikachu is my favorite. Um, and when I was a kid, we went on a lot of long, long, long car trips to my grandma's house. That was probably about an hour and a half away. So I had a lot of hours in the back with this game. Um, I think Pokemon is what kind of sparked my collecting like my collecting uh gene in me i guess (laughs) (laughs) i like i never when i was a kid i watched the cartoons and everything but to this day i don't watch the cartoons or watch the movies or anything like that but if a cool looking pokemon game comes out like a few years ago was uh let's go pikachu whatever i picked that one up and i just enjoy collecting the different uh pokemon and everything in the game um and Pokemon yellow is definitely where I got that from. So that's why that's my number eight.
1: Thanks man. Nice. So for my number eight, this is kind of a newer tide. Well, not too new, but for me, my number eight is the original gears of war. Okay. Yep. Yep. So when this game came out, I was kind of at a weird point in my life. Like I what I wasn't really gaming too much. Um, I had recently purchased a playstation 3 and i i really didn't know anything much about the next generation of consoles and stuff i just i was this was like my club kid days man i was always going out and like partying and doing that kind of stuff so much so that i had the ps3 that i bought i had hooked up through my to my hd tv through composite video for like six months before i realized that i needed to get an <laughs> hdmi cable yeah yeah so the, the the biggest problem was every time I played it I was like man this looks like garbage I was like how how does my PS2 look better than this <laughs> and uh you know come to find out I, ne- I needed an HDMI cable so you know once once I made that switch it was just boom like night and day um, oh yeah but I saw Gears of War and you know I was never really into the original Xbox I had one when they first came out and I actually ended up training it to somebody for a car um so I just never really got into like the whole Xbox thing. So I knew the 360 came out, and I just didn't really know much about it. But I had a girlfriend at the time, and her brother had an Xbox 360. So I was over there, and he was playing Gears of War. And I was just like, man, what, what is this? So I was watching him play, and all of a sudden, I see this guy like chainsaw another guy in half. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh man that's probably like the coolest thing I ever saw. So I ended up getting an Xbox 360. I ended up getting Gears of War and I played through the campaign. I had a buddy of mine, we played through the campaign um, several times and I had a lot of fun with that. I was never really big into the multiplayer. And then one time my girlfriend and I broke up. So I was just chilling at the house like on a Friday night. I was living by myself and I had nothing else to do. So I was like, "Eh, let let me go ahead and throw on this, uh, this Gears of War multiplayer. Uh, I jumped in there and I had the most fun I've ever had in a multiplayer game in yep. as as long as I can remember. And it was crazy because before I knew it, the sun was coming up. I'd Ooh. stayed up all night playing multiplayer. Um, ended up getting into a room with, uh, with a couple of guys. And funnily enough, man, we're actually still friends to this day. So this was wow. way back when. Yeah, I, I've never met these guys in real life like i i only know them through xbox and
0: playstation
1: yeah. um but yeah every once in a while I'll, I'll turn on the playstation man one of them hit me up i'll hit one of them up and uh you know we we, we like to reminisce on our time in gears of war cuz it was it was a very special game for us
0: dude that's awesome man um and gears of war is a great game too i i thought about putting that first one on my list but didn't quite make it I was a big multiplayer guy though back in those days, and I really enjoyed playing the multiplayer on that.
1: Yeah, man, like that—that sniper rifle, like in my opinion, man, bar none. Gears of War has like the best headshots. Yeah, that that sound when you get that dome. Oh man, that's I love
0: it. That's awesome. That's really good. So my number seven will be on the Nintendo sixty four. Win back. oh i've actually um, never played that oh really mm-hmm. back in the day i love this game and so much so i think i have most nostalgia for it because my dad and i used to play this thing together i remember um, one one specific story um we lived in a, a small uh, apartment way back in the early 2000s um, and my dad and i were sitting in my room my dad was playing it he got to a boss on some level on a level and he played it probably three or four times and he kept dying he couldn't beat it this this is the, probably the most mad i've ever seen my dad he he slammed the <laughs> controller down ran, went outside went out on the back porch to smoke a cigarette and i started you know i uh, picked up the controller started playing myself and when he was done smoking a cig- cigarette he came back in and um He's like, give me that controller. I'm beating this guy. (laughs) And he sat down and played it like two or three more times, but he finally beat it. And, um, that's the nostalgic memory I have with this game, but, um, it's actually really good. It's a, like, you're a, uh, cop in it and you're going through all these different levels, defeating bad guys and stuff. And you get all kinds of weapons, pistols, machine guns, rocket launcher at one point, um, Mm -hmm. It's really, really good. I really enjoy it. That's why that's my number seven. Nice.
1: So, for me, for number seven, this this is actually a pretty new title. And uh, my number seven is going to be Elden Ring.
0: Woo-wee! Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I, I love Elden Ring, man. I, I love everything about Elden Ring. I had so much fun playing it. Um, first got the game, you know, was hard you know pretty much like all the souls games are but like once you get the hang of it and like you understand the mechanics and everything it's just such a good game um you know big fan of the soul series in general but this was an open world so many places to go so many places so many bosses to fight so many enemies to fight man Man. just really 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 good stuff um i'm fortunate enough to have a wife who who lets me game when i want a game and if I tell her, hey, listen, I'm, I'm really into this game, you know, can we can we hold off like doing anything for a <laughs> let, let, let me get a few hours in per night and then we could chill. Yeah. Um, so she's pretty patient with that. And, you know, because of that, I was able to really sink my teeth into Elden Ring uh, so much so where I got the Platinum on the PS4 version and then I turned around, played it again on the PS5 and got the Platinum on the PS5 version. Damn. So. I am waiting for DLC for it, man. Um, I'm, I'm kind of itching to do another playthrough for, for, uh, for it, but I kind of want to wait to see whether when this DLC is coming out. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I just, I had such a good time playing it.
0: That's awesome, man. I, you know, i was sitting here looking at some current games too and i was like i can't put that on there because the nostalgia for me kind of wasn't there but that is a phenomenal game and i i don't fault you at all for putting that on your list
1: yeah man it was uh it it didn't hit the nostalgia bone but i just had so much fun playing it and the fact that i want to go back and play it yet again uh to me that speaks volumes
0: and if i know anything about you i think uh there may be some uh, predecessors coming from that series, maybe <laughs> somewhere. No spoilers though. Stay tuned. <laughs> so number six for me is another Nintendo 64 game. Another game I've got ton. I put tons and tons of hours into Star Wars: Shadows oh, of the Empire. Yes. Nice. Um, when I got when I first got this game, I was kind of I jumped into it and I was kind of upset because. I didn't have a lightsaber and I wasn't flying around like a Jedi and fighting people. Um, but once I got into it, it is phenomenal, uh, flying around and I forget it's not an X wing, but it was something else. It's like the first or second stage you get, uh, you start off in the game and you're flying around, you're, um, shooting AT, ATs and, uh, shooting your little toe hook around their feet and tripping them up, making them fall. And it's phenomenal. There's one, there's one part. I think there's a level. I can't remember quite honestly. Um, I haven't played this game in years. I think you f- fight Boba Fett or something and you end up getting a jet pack like him too. So you could fly around the level and shoot enemies from way high up in the sky and everything. And it's also, again, one of those games that, uh, my dad and I played, countless hours when i was a kid me and him are both big star wars fans so this was a good one um and that is why it's my number six nice nice
1: that is a solid choice i did enjoy that one as well so for me my number six this might be considered a little controversial but for me it's god of war three okay so the uh, the, 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 popular, the popular choice is God of War 2. But for me, uh, God of War 3 takes that crown. And just as soon as you start the game, man, you're just destroying stuff. Like, there's no downtime. You know, there's a couple of times where, you know, you're solving a puzzle or doing something. But for the most part, man, you're just straight up just annihilating everything.
0: Slicing um, and dicing.
1: The boss battles in that game... Some of my favorite, even still to this day. Uh, the first, the, like, the first boss you fight within like the first five minutes of the game is Poseidon, and it's a huge battle. Uh, you kill Poseidon in a very violent way. Um, <laughs> you fight Hades, uh, that's a badass battle, too. Um, Helios, the god of the sun, you, <laughs> you end up ripping his head off, and it's just, yeah.
0: I remember yeah. that scene too. That was a badass scene,
1: dude. That game for me, it just it just does it. It's on all levels. Um, I thought the ending was really good too. I know a lot of people didn't care for the ending, but you know, I I, I like games that leave you leave the ending open for interpretation. Yep. I'm not saying that I don't like games that have a definitive like end to them, yep. but I do like a game where you could you know draw your own conclusion, and that's what God of War Three does.
0: Yeah, when I was texting you the other night. Um I had the entire stack of God of War games in my hand and I was like, do I just cheat and put all of these games just put the franchise on the list? Yeah. But um but yeah, I played God of War 1 and 2 uh the collection on the PS3 and that made me go out and get every God of War after that. It, that's a phenomenal series.
1: Yeah, and I I had a really hard time with that as well because I was just like, man, I I don't dislike any of them. Um I think if if I had to pick one or two that were just kind of meh uh the God of War remake 2018 um I didn't dislike that it just wasn't my favorite and then um the Chains of Olympus uh oh no I'm sorry not uh yeah so Chains of Olympus that's that is one that I didn't really care for and then um God of War Ascension which is like the prequel that was kind of that was kind of one of the weaker titles. So there's three titles in the whole series that I'd kind of be like, "Eh."
0: Yeah, those were, w- which ones were PSP games? There's a couple it, in there that were.
1: Yeah, so it was uh, Ghost of Sparta and uh, Chains of uh, Chains of Olympics. Okay.
0: Yeah, I never played those.
1: Yeah, they're okay. I mean, you know, they add a little bit to the lore, but not anything too uh, too drastic that. You would be missing anything?
0: Yeah. All right, all right. So, what are we on five now? Yes, sir. My number five is what you put at like eight or nine or something, but Grand Theft Auto Three. Ah. Grand Theft Auto Three, uh, for all the reasons you said when you named it on your list, um, I was. This came out in 2003. I was just going into my freshman year of high school, I think. Was it 2003? This came out uh, 2001. I'm sorry, 2001. I, I thought I was younger than that, so I was <laughs> probably somewhere around middle school. Um, I remember sitting in my apartment when I was a kid. I would be up till all hours of the morning during the summer, just playing like just shooting people's heads off with sniper rifles um and i remember listening to the radio like you said you would turn the turn the volume up and uh pretend you're actually cruising i used to cruise around and listen to the radio too and then every time one of my parents would walk by my room or come in my room or something i quick and pause it because i didn't want them to hear any curse words (laughs) or anything or what was going on like what the hell game did i buy you (laughs) um but yeah, after this there was Vice City and San Andreas which I I played those, I played the hell out of those two. But Grand Theft Auto 3 being the first like real open sandbox 3D game of the series at that time in my life is the first thing I ever saw like it. Um and I you know, it's a goat. It's definitely a goat. And I contemplate putting it higher on my list, but um the four ahead of it i just couldn't justify it
1: yeah yeah that's understandable no oh, that's a solid pick man solid yes, solid sir. Pick. so for my number 5 this one could be another controversial pick but my my number 5 is going to be dark souls 2 scholar of the first sin there so, it is so popular opinion is uh dark souls 1 is typically like considered like the the best of the actual like dark souls series so dark souls one two and three dark souls one is considered the best for me it's it's part two and the reason for that is that's actually the first souls game that i really beat so uh back on the ps3 you had demon souls and uh dark souls came out for the ps3 as well um i i attempted to play demon souls and probably much like everyone else I just kept dying and I just I didn't understand the game um so Mm. a buddy of mine actually he uh he gave me he he hacked my save so I was able to play demon souls with like infinite souls and like pretty much I can never die
0: Mm. and
1: um it like I played through and beat it and like one I didn't know what was going on two it was kind of boring because like there was no challenge involved to it so Mm. He did that for me, and I was just kind of like, "Oh, okay, I guess I never have to play this again." Um, Dark Souls One, it was the same thing. Dark Souls Two, I, I initially picked up on the PS3, and this was the the vanilla version of Dark Souls. And the reason I got it was I was in a GameStop, and I saw the case for it, and the case is just badass. I, I wish I had my camera so I could I could show you guys what the what the case looks like. But it's a uh, it's a steel book, and it's got like a raised um graphic of like the the soldier or whatever looks really really cool and i actually bought it based just on on that case alone but i started playing it and um i i got into it i was like oh okay and before i knew it like i was at the end and i beat it and i was like oh okay sweet and then um scholar the first sin came out which was like dlc so they have a vanilla version of Dark Souls Two, and then they have the Scholar, of the F- Scholar of the First Sin edition. What the Scholar of the First Sin edition does? It came out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um, in addition to the 360 and in the, in the PS3, it it adds all the DLC for the game, and then some of the uh, the items get changed around. So it's I think it's a little harder. Than vanilla dark souls although i've heard other people say vanilla dark souls 2 was harder than scholar of the first sin but playing through that was just man. so i ended up playing scholar of the first sin on the xbox one on the ps4 um and then i went back and i played scholar of the first sin on the ps3 um <laughs> i've i've played through scholar of the first sin dark souls 2 I'm probably on my like 11th playthrough um,
0: wow.
1: if it, if if it's not my 11th it's probably like my ninth or tenth um yeah I mean I I love that game and i I play it frequently and I get everything even though I don't need anything I'll yeah. go to all the spots and get the collectibles and do all the optional boss fights and everything so I've got like every weapon crafted, every shield, every spell, like every, everything. And I just, wow. I still have so much fun with that game.
0: That's awesome. Now, what makes you like, since you played it on the PS4 and Xbox one and everything, what made you want to go back and play it on the PS3? Just for uh, nostalgia's sake.
1: Yeah. Just cause I, I felt like I had some unfinished business. So yeah, I ended up playing, um, Dark Souls 1 after that on the PS3 and that was that was kind of hard cuz that game is pretty glitchy on there. But then the uh, Dark Souls remastered version came out, so I ended up getting that on the PS4 and then on the P- uh, then on the Xbox 1. So, played through those, went back again to the PS3, played through Demon Souls for real. Um played played through Dark Souls 3. Didn't really care for Dark Souls 3 too much. I mean, it's okay, it's just I prefer 1 and 2 uh then bloodborne played through bloodborne Sekiro didn't really care for um that's that's another game I, I need to go back and try to play again I just couldn't get into it um and then of course Elden Ring man you know I just spoke about Elden Ring so yeah yeah and uh yeah so for me scholar the scholar of the first sin is what started the whole soul's craze for me
0: nice nice So we're on number four now and my number four call of duty black ops Mm. (laughs) two and not for not story-wise, I could give two shits about the campaign on these games. I, when I buy a call of duty, I strictly play it for the multiplayer. And I know that's controversial because I know I'm well aware. Some of these have very good campaigns. Um, but it's just, the campaign is something I could never really get into, but the multiplayer, the competitive aspect to it, I loved it on black ops Two. I feel like every call of duty that has come out since, um, while it, you know, um, it improves on the graphics and everything. I don't feel like the gameplay is the same. I don't feel like, um, the gunplay is the same. Um, this game Reminds me of a time in my life, my bachelor days, right? Um, I would go, I would go to work all day, come home, take a shower, um, heat me up a nice little TV dinner, and just sit in my room for probably from let's say six in the evening till ten, eleven, twelve o'clock at night, till till I got tired and it was time to go to bed, so I can go to sleep and do it all over again um my buddy a couple buddies of mine um we've been known to maybe skip a day of work here and there like ah screw it i got it i got some pto let me take a day off and we just sit there and game on this all day long um i think the last time i turned it on and logged in on my 360 i was probably about a month straight of playtime 30 days wow. um and to think of spending that much time on one game is phenomenal. This was back when I think what made this game so good, what I like so much about this game is each map had its own dedicated, like three lanes. Nowadays you pick up a call of duty and you got two or three levels of height that you got to be looking in windows and uh, so much twist and turns going through little alleys. People could be hiding behind a box over here or somewhere in a hole over there. Um, there's a lot more places you got to look and be cognizant of. Whereas on call of duty, once you studied the, uh, black ops two, rather, once you, uh, got a, you know, a good handle on the maps, you knew where all the good places were, where people were going to be. Um, I think that's what, that was half the fun was knowing what your opponent might do and just trying to stop it or prevent it. Um, so that is why that's the number five on my list.
1: Yeah, that's a really good choice, man. I love that game. So much fun. Um, yes, sir. I, and I believe that's the first uh, Call of Duty game where they had like that so much customization you could do. So you were able to take like the uh, the perks. You get like yep. uh, you could get like two uh, two perk ones or whatever. Um, you know, you could just you could get like a one main weapon completely decked out with you know your suppressor, red dot sight. Extended mags, all that other stuff. You can't have anything else, but at least you have a, a decked out main rifle.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I played all the modern warfares too, and those were great. I love them. But uh this game is where it's at for me. Um, this is the definitive call of duty in my eyes. And also, fun fact, at on my uh YouTube channel on the the banner of it, it says, Welcome to Merc City. Well, Merck City is what um was spawned out of this game. No, I actually, I take that back. Not this game. It was modern warfare two that it came from. But, um, this, this is what really, uh, started to grow that Merc city thing. My buddies and I, when we weren't on, we'd text each other, Hey, you want to go to Merc city? And that's what it was. Call of duty. Black ops two. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. Excellent. pick. Excellent. pick. All right. So uh, we're on uh, number four. Uh yes. Yep. All right. So for me, my number 4 is Marvel versus Capcom 2. Oh. So I'm I'm a, I'm a big old school fighting game fan. So like pretty much from like up to Tekken 4, I really liked all all the stuff that was out like at that time and before I was a big fan. Um so Marvel versus Capcom 2, man, I spent years just like playing this game so it it all started um i can't remember where i was but they had a marvel versus capcom 2 arcade and um that's that's actually like a common theme with a lot of like my gaming is like i, I play something on an arcade and then i end up liking it so much and then getting like the the home console version of it but they had a marvel versus capcom 2 arcade and i had the quarter and i was like all right, let me kill some time. And on that one quarter, I ended up beating it. Um, No, no, that's no nothing. I sat there for like 20 minutes and just beat the game. Had people around me like watching me and stuff. And uh, and yeah, yeah. And to (laughs) be completely honest with you, man, I didn't really know how to play. Um, I knew like the, the button combinations were very similar to Street Fighter, which, you know, as you know, based on my number 10, I'm a big Street Fighter fan. um but yeah i I just kept doing that and i won i was like oh like i kind of like this and then i found out there was like this whole like underground culture for marvel versus capcom 2 and i became a really big part of it so tournaments like competitive tournaments like all this stuff and i became really good at it and man it was just so much fun i never got tired of the game Uh, i went through a point where every friday and saturday I'd hang out at like my buddy's house and there was four of us and all we would do is just like drink and smoke and pass the controller around you know I got winner I got next and (laughs) I mean so many weekends were just spent and it was just the camaraderie that was built based on Marvel versus Capcom 2 like that was like such a good thing um you know back when I lived in Florida I was part of like that underground group of Marvel versus Capcom 2 and you know all these guys became like game collectors and stuff like that so out of Marvel vs Capcom 2 like collecting kind of kind of spawned out of that so we would trade games amongst each other and everything so a lot of stuff because of Marvel vs Capcom 2 but that's that game is always going to hold a special place in my heart
0: That's awesome. Um that's not something I ever got into but I want to I think I have a couple like a couple of those games which is just a drawback for being a such a big collector so i get stuff and i never play it but um <laughs> the question i had was uh since it's marvel versus capcom capcom obviously makes street fighter the same characters are in the game are the same move sets and everything like can you take your combos you had in like street fighter 2 II and 3 or whatever and then use those same combos in marvel versus capcom
1: yeah essentially so you're like let, let's take ryu for instance right Or Ryu. Um, so, you know, his, his Hadoop and Fireball, it's half circle forward and your punch button. So it's the same thing on Marvel vs. Capcom 2. But when you get your super meter built up, you do a half circle forward, you press all three punch buttons, then he does like a super fireball. Um, oh. So that was like the thing, like you, like everybody would have a special, like you could store up your specials, and um, if you had three, you could have like all three of your characters do their special at the same time, and it's it's, it's a lot of fun, man. It gets really technical but um there's a lot of like characters that like cancel each other out so i don't i don't know if i would say that there is like a character that's stronger than another because like every character has like some sort of like strength that'll like counter out something else so like i'll take for instance like the juggernaut he's in that game right and he's got his specials like the uh uh whatever like the juggernaut crush or whatever and That thing, it just, it can wipe somebody out with like one full hit. But in order to get like the full thing on it, when you do it, it hits. If you don't press anything at all, you just do the move. It hits that person three times. But if if you time it and you, while he's doing it, you hit, I believe it's like high punch, high punch, and then low kick, you get an additional three hits. And those additional three hits is what takes your, your bar from, like, full to, like, zero in oh. in an instant. Um, but it, it's hard to hit that. So, you know, not everybody does that. And then um, the Hulk, he's got this one called the, uh, the Gamma Crush, and pretty much what it is, he just, like, launches himself up into the sky and comes down with this big meteor, like, smashes you. But what's amazing yeah. about that is that if somebody's jumping at you and you hit it at the right time, you can hit them on the way up and then, like, hit them again on the way down and just like do some nasty damage. So there, there's a lot of fun combos and like tricks that you can do to just have a lot of fun with it.
0: That's awesome. You ever think they'll make another Marvel versus Capcom for modern day consoles? Cause I don't think they've come out with them in quite a while, right? Like PS3. So at
1: least? the, uh, the last one that came out was uh modern warfare. I'm oh, not modern warfare. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Marvel versus Capcom infinite. And that one, uh, that was like super controversial because even now to this day, they released like six characters with it. So if you wanted more characters, they had like the microtransactions where you could buy. Like when when the Black Panther movie came out, they released the Black Panther character, but it was like eight bucks or something like that.
0: Damn, I, I, I vaguely remember that. Was that on PS4? That was PS4, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, a yeah, okay. PS4 and Xbox One. But yeah, so I, I've actually never played that one because I just, I, I refuse to to pay that much. You know what I mean? Like they just need to release a version for like 20 bucks with everything already in it. Yeah. The, the game has oh, yeah. been out for a while but at this point. You know what I mean? Like I think they got whatever sales are going to get from it.
0: Agreed. Yeah. They got to release like a Ultimate Edition or something.
1: So they do have um, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 on the PS4. And the, uh, the physical copy of that is actually really hard to come by. So if you look online, that's that's worth a pretty penny at this point. But uh, yeah. they sell it digi- digitally. So every once in a while, you'll see on the store, I have it for like 10 bucks or something like that. I do have that one. It's good, but it, it doesn't top Marvel versus Capcom 2 for me.
0: Nice. Uh, so we're on number three. Number three for me, the classic. Halo Two, all right. Halo Halo Two for me. Um, I got a first look at it way back. Came out two thousand two, two thousand three, I think. Um, I think two thousand three. I'm not entirely sure about that, but um, I went over to my buddy's house. I did not have an OG Xbox at the time. I just had a PS Two. Um, I went over to my buddy's house. He had just gotten it. And I saw him playing online, which was a newer thing. Um, It was around like the PS2 had a network adapter, but um, without broadband internet, it wasn't great. It sucked. It lagged all the time and everything. Um, And not every game was built for online, but when Halo 2 came out, I saw my buddy playing at his house. He had a broadband internet connection and all that. I went home immediately and told my dad said, dad, I need a Xbox. I need Halo two and I need broadband internet. And he was <laughs> like, what are all those things? No, I'm just kidding. He, uh, and I, I don't know. This was, it was a few months before Christmas, but, uh, flash forward to Christmas. I woke up Christmas morning, opening my gifts. I got my OG Xbox. I got this actual version of Halo two. Like you see, it's all dented and stuff. It's been through hell and back but um i played so many hours of this through my my whole high school career after i say career i don't know why i said career but uh, (laughs) um all four years of high school um i would take days off of school to play this with one of my buddies um our favorite map was zanzibar get on a warthog um go back and forth from the beach up to the building, circle around and go back to the beach, back to the building, and just shoot people with that cannon all day long and irritate so many people. That was back in the days before uh, private party chats. So um, you had the proximity chat. You could hear the other people on the other team. But also when you get back to the lobby, you're still in that lobby, uh, the post-game lobby for a little bit with the other team. And as soon as you enter that lobby after the game's over, you let your words fly. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, screw you. Your mom's this. Your mom's that. You suck, dude. And those were like the best nights of my life, man. Um, The dual wielding with the SMGs. Um, I actually thought for the podcast, um, we were spitting out names a few weeks ago. I actually thought of one called the Noob Combo Podcast, but it didn't really stick. I didn't really like it too much. But that name came from this game, uh, the Noob Combo being the plasma pistol. You charge it up and shoot it at somebody. When you see them, as soon as they come around the coin, you shoot them with the plasma pistol. It takes all their shield down. Then you whip out your battle rifle and hit them once in the head, and they die instantly. And um, We called that the Noob Combo. Uh, people will get so mad when you use it on them because it was the cheapest thing in the game, but everybody used it, um, and just countless, countless hours put into that game. And it it was a sad day when they finally took the servers offline. Um, when they did it, I it was probably been a couple years since I had played at the time, um, but they actually when the master chief collection came out, I went and bought that cause I want to play the, uh, halo two. And I'm just not as good as I once was. <laughs> it, <laughs> it sucked. I think the highest level I ever got that, that was my first run in with score-based matchmaking too. Cause as you get better, you face better and better people. Uh, I stayed home from school one day, played all day with my buddy. I got to level 35. That was the highest I've ever been 35 out of, out of 50. Um, and then after I did, after I got to that level, I played the next day. I started losing, started losing, started losing and came back down into the 20s. So, um, yeah, just a lot of fun, a lot of multiplayer action. I remember didn't play the story as it as with Call of Duty. But, um, yeah, that's a perfect game in my eyes.
1: Yeah. So I, I got to admit, man, I uh, I haven't played Halo 2. I I own a copy of it. And I, I've got that same steel case, and it looks exactly the same. It's, like, all banged up. <laughs> yeah. um, I I also do have the Master Chief collection. So one of my uh, – one of the things I want to check off my list is I I, I want to play through the Halo games.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I, I actually started with Halo Reach. I played Halo Reach, and I played that. So uh, our, our buddy from the place we used to work at, Cleveland, he and I, we had a conversation one day. And uh, it was – I don't know how we got on the the subject of Halo. Um, But he was saying, in his opinion, that Halo Reach is probably, like, the best Halo game. And, you know, like, I need to go out of my way to play it and all this other stuff. So I finally went around and I played Halo Reach, and I loved it. I thought Halo Reach was phenomenal. So after Halo Reach, I started Halo 1, and I just was not feeling Halo 1 at all. Mm. I, I thought it was so boring, and... I don't. I don't even remember if I finished it or not. I might if I finished it. I didn't start two or probably like close to the end of part one. Yeah. But for for me, it just wasn't. It wasn't that enjoyable. I just thought it was kind of boring and just. All right, come on. Let's hurry up with this. So, is
0: Reach uh, is Reach a prequel to the first Halo?
1: Yeah. So Re- Reach is like the first thing that happens. So I think if you play them in order, it's like Halo Reach. Um, Halo 1, Halo 2, I think ODST, then 3, or it might be 3, then ODST, and then yeah. 4, you know, etc.
0: Yeah, so I have Reach, I have all the Halo games, uh, but like I said, I, I never played any of the story modes. Um, when Halo 3 came out, a lot of people say Halo 3 is a lot better than Halo 2, but not in my opinion. I think Halo 2 is... Chef's kiss, baby. Best the <laughs> theories.
1: <laughs> yeah. I uh so when, when Halo 3 came out, I ended up that 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 was actually the first Halo game I had ever played was Halo 3. And I had no idea what was going on. Like I just knew there was a guy named Master Chief, and you were killing these people. I had no idea. And then like the whole the whole end sequence with the uh the Oracle or like whatever, and then like you're driving and you know, and then like Master Chief like dies or whatever it it had no effect on me. I was just like oh okay cool yeah but like for, for other people it was a bigger deal because they had they had, they had that emotional attachment playing the yeah. first one then the second one and then it was like this happens in three so I was like uh so I I kind of feel like I ruined it for myself by starting with three um I probably should have gone back and played the first one and then the second one but you live and you learn man
0: yeah yeah, I would have never known Master Chief dies in Halo 3 if you didn't just say that. <laughs> that I, th- I think that might be because Bungie is the one that made 1, 2, and 3, and then they were leaving. They, were stop- they weren't were going to make any more Halos. They went yeah. over to 343 3 after that. Um, So maybe they just thought, hey, Microsoft isn't going to want to make any more of these because we're not going to do it. But surprise, joke's on them.
1: Yeah, yeah. So obviously he doesn't really die at the end of 3. Because well, is... I didn't
0: think so because he was back in four. So
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's why, like, I was like, once four came out, I was like, well, who's the new guy going to be? And then I realized that was him. I was like, oh, so <laughs> who knows, man? Yeah. All right. So this is what, what number three we're on. Yep. All right. So my number three is another game that I had spoken previously on one of the previous podcasts, and that is Final Fantasy X.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yep. I love Final Fantasy 10. I do my favorite Final Fantasy game, probably one of my favorite RPGs. RPGs. Um, but I just have a lot of good memories with it. Even now to this day, man, I still like go back and play and I have a really good time with it. But nice. when I first got Final Fantasy 10, I was working at Chick-fil-A and I had worked tons of overtime like the past like two weeks and I had gotten a beefy paycheck. And I was like, you know what, man? I worked really hard. I'm gonna treat myself. So I ended up buying myself a PlayStation Two. I had gotten the uh, the Gran Turismo Three PlayStation Two bundle. Um, I had gotten Final Fantasy X, Max Payne, and I can't remember what the other what what the other game was that I got. But I threw in Final Fantasy, and it was. I didn't really like it at first, but then I got into it, and I was just like, oh man, what a great game ended up going, uh, getting like the celestial weapons and doing like blitz ball, played a ton of blitz ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, I, I think that's probably one of the, one of the best, like fake sports games in any game, like any kind of like mini game that you could play in a game. Blitz ball is, is the goat. Um, but yeah, man, I had a really, really good time with it. And then, uh, they released like the HD version on the PS3. So of course I went and I bought that played through it again. Um, they released another version on the PS Vita, bought that, played through it again. Um, and, and, then they <laughs> and beat they released, them
0: all each time?
1: Yeah. Beat it? Yep. Nice. And then uh, they released another version uh, on the Switch. I bought that. I haven't beaten the Switch version yet. Um, but I got on the PS4. Um, I started playing on the PS4. I haven't finished the PS4 version. And then um, the Xbox One. I haven't like I, I still have the Xbox One version sealed, though. Um, so yeah, man, I, I have a lot of versions of Final Fantasy X, and, in my opinion, based on all the ones that I've played, not that I've played every single one, but for me, Final Fantasy 10 is, is the GOAT Final Fantasy.
0: Nice. Yeah. I got to say that's, that's my favorite one that I've played too. I played, that's the Final Fantasy I've played most of. Um, that's a good pick. I like it. So moving to number two, numero dos. Going back to the N64. Legends of oh. Zelda. Ocarina of Time. Um, I think this is the first action adventure game I've ever played. This came out in '98. Um I was nine years old, maybe. Um and ever since I like might I don't want to say that I might give away my number one, but uh, um, when I in the very first opening cutscene, when you see Navi the fairy come down and wake Link up, and then you go, uh, you're running around the village to get your shield and your sword, um, and you go to the great Deku tree, it's just phenomenal, man. I, I don't know what there is to say, I don't know how to, uh, Put into words the greatness this game is but um all the different tunics you can get to get uh different abilities the blue ones so you can go under hold your uh you can breathe underwater with your iron boots on so you go run around down there at the bottom mm. of the lake and stuff um it's just everything is phenomenal about that game um and that's why it's my number two numero dos yeah it's a solid choice
1: man that's a really solid choice man i really enjoyed that game too so for me my number two we're uh, we're gonna take a trip to the super nintendo and oh, okay this game is earthbound oh so this is an rpg that i i don't even know how to describe it man it is just incredible so when, when I first got introduced to this game, we were at Walmart. And I asked my mom if i could get a video game. Cause it had been, you know, I had been getting good grades in school and it had been a while since I got something. And she was like, Well, if you could find something that's, you know, like 20 bucks or less, you know, you could we'll get you something. So this particular day I go to the electronics section and at the time they used to have like bins in the middle of the aisle with like clearance stuff and earthbound happened to be in there and it Woo. was like it was like 1799 so i was like yeah oh. <laughs> all right so it was it was a it's a huge box and the reason it's so I'm not, big I'm,
0: imagine if you still had that today like oh, new in box
1: <laughs> oh man i listen man i'd, I'd be able to, to to buy a house with it just sell it and boom <laughs> uh, probably not that much but yeah man so it comes with an instruction guide or like the you know player's guide whatever so it Mm -hmm. it came in a big box so I remember playing it and the graphics are really cartoony but there's a lot of good humor in it man like a lot of like toilet humor like fart stuff and everything but then like I was having a lot of fun playing like battles and stuff the story itself in general uh the soundtrack is really good too just lots and lots of fun man ended up playing that several times over um unfortunately uh, I was living by myself at some point and I just ran into the money issues man and I had to part with a a big portion of my collection so unfortunately that was part of it and uh you know selling that off to pay off the rent but yeah yeah that you know I don't I don't think I'll ever get a physical copy of that again just because of how expensive it is um but I own pretty much like every digital version of it, like on any kind of like eShop or anything. So.
0: Yeah, I got, I got it on the uh, the SNES Classic up above me, which you can't see, but I'm glad they uh, included that one in that for modern day people that don't want to spend an arm and a leg on the physical SNES version of it.
1: Yeah, I wish they would bring that to the Switch, man. Like release a port of that to the Switch, man. Put it on a cart.
0: I'm surprised Sadly, they haven't,
1: yeah. right? Yeah, I, I'm assuming it has to do with like licensing or something. Um, I know they released the uh, the first Earthbound, which is like Mother in Japan. Um, uh-huh. So I tried playing that, and it's just it it it's hard to go back and play that one uh, because it's it is an NES game, so it's you know the graphics are incredibly antiquated, um, and it's just like it's not really intuitive, but. Even though as old as Earthbound is on the Super Nintendo, I always found that like it's still super intuitive even now to this day.
0: Yep. Nice. All
1: right. So we've solid we've reached, number two. We have reached number one.
0: I know. Numero I know. Uno. Numero uno for me. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun super mario 64 for the nintendo 64 um this game released alongside the nintendo 64 um and at the time it was 1996 um i still had a sega genesis sitting in my room i was playing uh sonic all the time at this time in in my life um still lived in on long island new york I didn't know, and being a small little kid, I didn't know that the Nintendo 64 was coming out. But um, my dad took it upon himself. On release night of the Nintendo 64, he went and stood in line overnight um, for hours waiting for it to come out to get it for me for that Christmas. Um, So he picked up the Nintendo 64, and he picked up Super Mario 64, and he brought it home. And he didn't give it to me right away. He wasn't going to give it to me till Christmas, but he, there was a couple times over those qu- couple months leading up to Christmas where he'd go in his room, lock his door and he would break out the Nintendo 64 with the Mario and play it in his room. Oh, uh, and I didn't find this out till years later, but I, I got it Christmas morning and I opened it up and you know, the seal was broke and the plastic the plastic wasn't quite uh, factory sealed, shall we say. Um, and I never thought twice about it. I played the crap out of it and I loved it. But then my dad told me that years later and I got a good laugh out of it. But um, this game, man, I've never played a 3D game up until this point. And I don't know how many were out by this time. But, from the moment you stick it into your console and turn it on, and that little camera guy comes flying in around the castle and then starts circling around the little uh green uh pipe that sticks up out of the ground and Mario comes shooting out of it it's just, it blows your mind in nineteen ninety six um i've I've never seen anything like it um you go through the whole game. You collect stars. There's levels inside Princess Peach's castle. You uh, jump through pictures to uh, play levels. And then in those levels, you have like five or six stars you collect. Um, and at, at some point, I think it's towards the end of the game, you get up on top of the castle somehow and Yoshi's hanging out up there. I don't know if that's a very known thing or what, but um it's a little fun fact. I forget exactly what you do with Yoshi when you get up there. I think you could talk to him. Do you Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Uh, so I've I've heard of it, but I've I've actually never seen that before because I I've actually never beaten Super Mario 64.
0: Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Um, th- that's one that I got the 3D All Stars collection for Switch. Um, that I go back to time from time to time. Um, my daughter enjoys playing it with me, so we'll throw it in and play it for an hour or two and it holds up to this day for me it's it was groundbreaking at the time and just to turn it on and play it today the feeling of nostalgia that i get is above all else that is my definitive number one favorite game of all time that's the one i did not have any issue putting number one on my list
1: yeah yeah my my number one was the same but yeah that's a solid pick man can't go wrong with the mario game especially that 3d64 one
0: That's right. So I'm anxious. What's your number one? I'm anxious.
1: So my number one is golf on the NES. (laughs) Golf? (laughs) No, no, (laughs) no. I was about to
0: say. (laughs) Uh, Um, You almost had me. I was like, wait, what? So um, I thought I misheard you. Did he say golf?
1: (laughs) Are are you (laughs) sure? (laughs) Um, so we're going back to the Super Nintendo here. And uh my number one is gonna be Chris Triz Chrono Trigger.
0: Oh, snap. Okay. That's another yep. expensive one today.
1: Yep, yep. So this was I, I had zero like no qualms about putting this as number one. Uh love this game. I I don't even know what to say about it. That's how much I love it but it's just, it's so good, man. Excellent soundtrack, like super fun battles. They got the humor in there. You got some drama in there. Um, Multiple endings. I think this was the first game that introduced new game plus. I don't know for sure. Really? Yeah. So this was what, this was the, at least for me, this was the first game I ever played that had a new game plus mode where you could carry all, all the stuff that you had previously over um, to a new playthrough, and I mean it—it's just fantastic, man. I um, unfortunately this isn't one that I own an original copy of. I do own the PlayStation One version of it that came with—it uh, was like Final Fantasy Chronicles—and it came with like Final Fantasy IV and then a copy of Chrono Trigger. But I okay. do have the—I got the Japanese version on the Super Nintendo. Um, but yeah, man, this is this is one of those games that's just. Um, yeah, I just, I love it, man. (laughs) That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. See, I couldn't put any SNES games on my list because I didn't have SNES growing up. Um, the first console I remember, uh, playing that I did have was an NES. Um, and an honorable mention for my list is Super Mario three. That is the first game I remember playing, um, as a very, very young child. Um, I think there's a picture of me floating around my parents, my, either my dad or my mom's house somewhere of me standing in a diaper in front of my TV playing super Mario three. Uh, so at that age, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just looking at the colors on the screens, pressing buttons. But, um, I do remember as I got older before I got my Sega Genesis and everything, that's the game I would go back to constantly. Um, another honorable mention from the NES would be paper, paper boy. Uh, that yeah. was a game i loved as well um and another game that i was really contemplating putting in my list was the first last of us game uh that's a game that really made me fall in love with playstation again after being such a big xbox xbox 360 guy um but with all the games that i had such nostalgia for on my list already I didn't really have i don't really have that much nostalgia for that one particularly right now
1: yeah if uh if we did like a top 50 there would have been a lot yeah. more nes and super nintendo titles because i would have had donkey kong country on there um yeah super mario all-stars uh super castlevania 4 super mario world um Oof. man uh, and then coming from the NES, man, uh, all three Mario Brothers games, Legend of Zelda, Metroid, Super Metroid, in fact, um, Goonies, two, like, Rygar, Ice Climber, Balloon Fight. I mean, <laughs> I th- there's so many. But like for me, the I list goes up, on. Yeah, I had I was primarily Nintendo, man. I had Nintendo for a very long time, and then I got a Super Nintendo. Um, then I eventually got a Nintendo 64 and then, uh, I was gifted a, uh, a PlayStation. So I kind of made my shift from Nintendo over to the PlayStation. But when yeah. the GameCube came out, I got the GameCube specifically for that Resident Evil remake. Um, but GameCube ended up becoming a really good console.
0: Heck yes. Yeah. I didn't, I never put any, I didn't, I never put a lot of time in the GameCube. That was my brother's console pretty much um it was always in his room and i never really enjoyed the controller at the time Mm -hmm. but in recent years um i've come to really appreciate it and um i've got a couple games up above me to see here um from it um and it is a pretty good console now that i look back at it but at the time i just didn't really get into it that much
1: yeah man uh gamecube that's that's one of those forgotten about consoles that it's it's starting to gain in popularity with all the modding and up, upgrades and stuff you could do to the gamecube now that all these people are coming out with um a lot of fun stuff man so that was a good console but um overall you know I was pretty satisfied with my 10. as I said I, I probably could have easily done like a top 500. um yeah we'd be here for like six hours but you know pretty confident with it- my 10.
0: Yep. Yep. Same here. I'm, I'm happy with it and we'll see how I feel when I wake up in the morning, but, uh, but all right, uh, I guess that's our, our top 10 video games of all time in our opinion. I understand that you guys, uh, at home watching this might have different, different, uh, takes on some of those. So let us know down in the comments, what you like, what you don't like. Let's know what your top 10 list is. I'm curious. Um, but old school if that's all you got then i think we could end this one and uh we'll see you on the next one you got anything else
1: no that's it on my end man
0: all right appreciate everybody um and we'll see you on the next one see you